right. Welcome, everyone, to the Introvert's Guide to the Universe, where we get to live life as an introvert so you don't have to. We are your hosts. I am Francis, a.k.a. The Other Guy. And with me today is a very special guest, someone I have recorded with many a time in the past. Good friend and lovely co-host in her own right. It's Danny, the Universe. Danny, hello. How are you? Hello. Wow. I don't think anyone's called me that in <laughs> years. I am having such flashbacks right now. <laughs> I do love it. I, I, it's, um, it's probably one of the more uh, appropriate uh, nicknames we've given people on this show, but I'm really happy to have you on here. It's so great to be able to talk to you after so, such a long time. Um, just to give a little brief history, she was a co-host of mine for some time on a show I did called Geek Love Radio, and she was the female voice of reason that I so <laughs> desperately needed while I was doing that show. So it's so great to have you on here again today. Um, so let's it's just nice jump. to be back doing this. Yeah, it's, it's so great. And I, and I think we should just jump right in it because, you know, we are, are having a... A lot of anxiety in the world right now. Things are getting a little crazy. <laughs> so let's calm them down with our own stories of anxiety and weirdness. And let's tell folks a little bit about you and kind of what your situation is right now. And I give a little background of your life at this moment. My situation. Yeah. Uh, it's, um, it's a bit unique. I, I feel like it'll be difficult for a lot of your listeners to relate to my situation, but hopefully someone will find it, I don't know, useful, cathartic, any of those big <laughs> SAT words that means good. <laughs> um, I am in, in the United States Air Force, currently stationed in Osan, South Korea. I work as a vehicle mechanic. Uh, I work mostly on Humvees, the occasional Ford, Chevy here and there. I've also worked on various construction equipment, Oshkosh snowblowers, sweepers, dump trucks, you name it, bobcats. Wow. Please don't ever put me on a bobcat again. Those <laughs> things an engineering nightmare. I can imagine. <laughs> uh, I am an introvert serving in the military, which is its own small society, I guess you could say. It's got its own set of rules. It's got its own set of values. The economic system is a bit different. It's definitely its own little micro world. Sure. And it's difficult for people like me to be, I guess, socially fulfilled in my line of work. Mm -hmm. um, the people that I tend to meet don't really understand the kind of conversations that I would like to have. They don't understand the sort of activities that I would like to do. Yeah. Um, there's a very heavy drinking culture in the military, especially for maintainers, people who turn wrenches, uh, because there's that saying, you know, work hard, play hard. And we, we work very, very hard. Yeah. We do a lot of manual labor and we would like to just go home and unwind at the end of the day. And for a lot of people, that means going out downtown and drinking themselves into oblivion. Which, look, I 
I know a lot of people <laughs> who, who enjoy that kind of pastime. I, I can appreciate that that's a good way to unwind. I don't do it myself, but I totally understand where they're coming from. I love how you're trying to not alienate those people right now. I well, look. I mean, I try. I, I, I try not to alienate anyone. Really, I'm, I'm the worst. But like, it's a, it's really fascinating to me because you know if we. Uh, you know, a little behind the scenes. We've talked for like the last hour. <laughs> we were ta- we've been mm-hmm. talking for like the last hour, just catching up. And, you know, one of the things that I brought up and one, one of the things that we were talking about is you know, to even be in any type of armed forces, you can't be an introvert. It's not kind of in an environment for an introvert. You have to be, you know, be able to outgoing and be able to talk to people and be able to present yourself well in a way that is probably way beyond your comfort level. Yeah. That's that's definitely true. So, I've had yeah. a lot of experiences with um, being very anxious and uncomfortable and having to push past that in order to, I guess, kind of progress to where I want to be and achieve like professional goals mm-hmm. since but, I've been in. But how did you how did you find yourself kind of jumping those hurdles? Like I know me, if I were presented in a situation where I had to be more outgoing than I'm comfortably able to do, I'm mm-hmm. going to sweat bullets. I'm going to be disgusting. I'm going to smell. <laughs> it's just the worst. I, I just would just be so unpresentable, and I would probably get kicked out like immediately. Well, I'm I'm sweating bullets and sweating or and smelling all day anyway well. because <laughs> I work in the vehicles where it's very very hot and I'm covered yeah. in coolant. So you're right. <laughs> But I I mean, that's, but you're not doing that when you're, you know, uh, presenting yourself in front of a superior officer or something like you don't have to. No, certainly not. And that's, um, I I don't know. I do find myself saying the wrong thing at the wrong time, (laughs) being a little awkward in front of uh, higher ranking officials. Kind of when I see an officer, when I see that bird on their shoulder, I'll just walk the other way at this point. I I really, I can't even. It's not worth (laughs) it. The amount of anxiety that flows through my body just for that little handshake, just to like rub some elbows and get your name out there. Because I would rather them not know my name than know my name as that one very, very strange airman. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, because I was thinking – you know, it, I can't imagine they're easy to avoid. You know, you, you're in a kind of an, you're in close quarters for the most part. I mean, you're not. Depends on your job. If uh, you work in an office environment or let's say medical, you're going to deal with officers because it's a lot of officers. Officers mm-hmm. don't really hang out with maintainers. Oh. They, you know, it's, it's always funny when you see officers walking around the shop. Like the other day we had an officer come by and turn some wrenches with us. He put on the coveralls and everything. And it was hard not to get that sense of, <laughs> oh, the nobility is out here trying uh-huh. to oh. integrate with the peons. <laughs> like, you know that uh, sure. it's it's all a dog and pony show. Sure. Turning and that wrench with a pinky up, I'm certain. Yeah. Very, very much so. <laughs> And to be fair, a lot of the officers are prior enlisted. They they just switched over at some point, and they're a lot easier to talk to. But it, we don't really communicate. We don't interact that much in my line of work. So sure. it's not an issue that I deal with a lot of the times. Uh, officers are very proper. They are very into the whole dress and appearance, whereas we look like absolute crap most of the time. And we, we swear and we, you know, crush monster cans in our, with our heads. It's oh, sure. not that kind of environment. <laughs> I think 
more than anything, the officers stay away from us. Okay, yeah. Well, I mean, it's that you guys are rough and tumble. Like, you guys, you know, I mean, you're technically what? Just, I hate to say the word grease monkey, but I mean, that's kind of... That's exactly what I am. The term, yeah. <laughs> kind of the, but I guess also in that line of work, you don't, you're not forced to have to really interact with anybody. You're not forced to have to talk to anyone. You get your, your assignment, you do what you gotta do, and then you clock mm-hmm. out. You don't this really is, have to talk to anyone. This is true. I, I don't. There are some days I don't talk to anybody. I come in, I grab my work order, and I just deal with my vehicle. And, you know, Humvees don't talk back to you. No. I mean, that'd be kind of, no, that wouldn't be cool if it happened, actually. Um, so, like, so how do you then find yourself feeling afterwards? I mean, you don't interact. It sounds like you're not interacting with a lot of people. It sounds like you prefer not to interact with a lot of people, yet you still want to find someone to connect with to some degree. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I, I've tried talking to the people in my shop and it's really hard to, to come to a sort of, middle ground where we can share our interests because my interests and a lot of their interests don't really line up. A lot of them uh, are sports fanatics and a lot of them came into this job because they wanted it as opposed to me who got forced into this job. So I don't actually give a shit about cars. Right. And like, yeah, (laughs) it's, it's hard to find a common ground with people that, you know, right off the bat, you don't have anything in common with. These people likely grew up in small towns with uh, maybe not a whole lot of diversity. It's sort of one primary ethnic group. And I'm from, as you know, Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> so that's very, very different. Our yeah. political leanings are very, very different. Mm-hmm. Um, our interests are different. So it's hard to talk to them. And it's hard to reconcile with I would like friends, yeah, but not these people. <laughs> but I mean, I'm guessing because you know you've been there for some time now, and I, I'm certain somebody has tried to be friends with you. Somebody has tried to come up to you, tried the small talk business, tried to. They tried at least to get your attention to some degree. Uh, I, I mean, mean <laughs> in a way, yeah, yeah, okay. sure, <laughs> but maybe. Mm. Uh, I've tried being good friends with maybe a couple people out here. Sure. But I don't think we were what either of us was really looking for is the nicest way that I can put it. There are a few people I've hung out with several times and we really put in the effort to like, let's maybe be friends. Let's see if this can work out. Mm -hmm. And every time they'll find someone else who can sort of fit whatever mold that they're they're looking for right that's usually not me and part of it is i am older than a lot of people in my rank oh oh so i didn't think about yes. that okay I didn't even yeah think about so that. a lot yeah. of people my rank tend to be in their late teens early 20s and i'm pushing 30 i joined very late in life mm-hmm. for various reasons it kind of circumstances in my life kind of led me here so it's hard to uh, have a lot in common with 20 year olds. <laughs> yeah, no, you're not wrong. <laughs> they're sort of at that age where they're very obsessed with drinking. They're very obsessed with, um, you know, their image and I, I don't what, whatever yeet is. I don't know what kids do these days. 
Arnold um, is and big dick energy, whatever that is. They're very obsessed with it. What? Really obsessed. I don't know. Okay. I'm learning so, way I'm learning, learning so many things today. <laughs> I have no <laughs> idea what any of that stuff it's is. It's me every day. Like, what is big dick energy? No uh, one seems to know. No one seems okay, but they want it. Oh, whatever it is, but they, they want, want it. it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also kind of this is gonna sound a little weird, but I also think that as we age, it just it's kind of just natural for us to have, have it harder time making friends, even with people our own age. I think by the time we hit the three big three zero, we've already established our little tribe, our little clique. You know, it's the people that we're going to know the best. We've known them for a long time. And it's really hard for us to find new people, even if they were. That obviously wasn't true with with you, was it? Like you just keep doing all kinds of weird stuff. And, you know, (laughs) I'm I'm closer now. To the age that you were when I first met you. Yeah. And you have seemed to like just propelled yourself in all kinds of directions since you hit your big <laughs> Well, I mean, all, I, I mean, sort of, I guess. <laughs> like, I, 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 st- I still struggle to make new friends, even though somehow I have made some. I've been very fortunate. Uh, despite being a, a huge introvert, despite people not believing I'm an introvert, the, the, like it's just it's it's scary to make friends. It's scary to meet new people, and it's just it's it's so hard for me to kind of. Um, I think it's hard for me to even maintain it, you know, because I, I've had you know I have people that I would love to stay friends with, but it's hard for me to to. To, I don't know, like it takes effort to obviously to maintain a friendship. It takes effort to maintain a relationship. Like, you know, we've known each other for some time. For instance, I'll use us as an example. You know, we've mm-hmm. known each other for some time. Um, but there was years in between now and the last time we spoke where we didn't really speak and you were doing your own thing. I was doing mine and we kind of went our, our separate ways. But at the same time, you know, coming back here where we are, it feels like, well, you know what? I think we could have maintained a friendship during that we time. We took a hiatus. We took a hiatus, yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> think it would have been weird for us to have stayed friends during that time. At least I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe it would have been weird. I don't know. I don't I don't think so either. I just, I mean, my life was sort of in chaos. And it, to an extent, it still is. But right. I, I guess I've gotten to the point where I know how to regulate this chaos. Yeah. It's but much I'll more probably controlled. be thrown back into chaos once I'm <laughs> out of Korea, you know, back into some new environment, new shop, new people, new base. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, God, help me. What is happening? <laughs> but that means you have a whole new opportunity to make new friends. Like, there you go. There's me being a whole new opportunity to be rejected by new people. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know what? I get you. Look, I get you. I mean, what's funny is I am making I'm able to make some new friends. I am able to make some. My hardest issue has always been like doing stuff romantically, which is something I have a tendency to bring up way too often on these podcasts. And I think it's just because I'm really tired of not having some type of romantic entanglement. But that's beside the point. The point is, is that like, I do think that I think it's just in general, you know, we, we, unless you're in the right circumstances, and I think that's the difference for me is you're not, you can't put yourself in the right circumstance to meet the right people. You're in a weird position where you're you're kind of there for a while and it's not like you can just like go somewhere else and be like, I'm going to make friends over here (laughs) where I'm fortunate enough to be like, Oh, there's a thing I can go to or I can potentially make new friends. Okay. I'm just going to go to that. And then I potentially make new friends that way. So it's a little different for you. And I think important to kind of get that mindset because I think a lot of people don't 
necessarily um, may, may not have even thought of anyone who is in like active service thinking, oh yeah, you know what? They're they're introverts like me who are actually you know serving the country right now. Like I don't think they think that. I think they're just like, oh well, they're there doing their thing, and you know th- that that mentality doesn't really you know come to fruition for them. They all sort of think of us as like one. A unit. Uh, like hive mind. Like yeah. A, yeah, like not as individuals, which we, we definitely are. Like oh, yeah. you'll meet some of the craziest <laughs> people I've known. I've met vegans in the military. Vegan, militant wow. militant vegans. Oh wow. I've yeah. Um there's transgender in the military. There's you know, obviously gays in the military. My drill instructor at basic was a lesbian. Oh a wife and two or three kids. I don't know. All right. But you'll <laughs> yeah. It's um it's we're just people. Yeah, and I think it's because we're still under that old mentality of like, you know, there was a don't ask, don't tell business, you know, there was, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff that was kept hush hush. And now that it's become much more acceptable, I think more and more people are figuring stuff out and like realizing, oh, they're just like me. And look, I, I mean, I don't know a lot of people who like who know others who who are out there like who have been in 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 any type of military branch you know like me my entire family for the most part I shouldn't say my entire but a lot of my family have been in the navy so I have an understanding but I I mean not everyone has that so I think it's just it, it's tough to get their their mind wrapped around that but then we now get to a point here where it's like so how do you change that like have you tried – are you okay with kind of making friends online or like from a distance? Is that something you're open to even though they may not be there? Is that something you'd think about actually doing? It, yeah, I guess. I mean that's kind of how I made friends when I was younger when I played World of Warcraft mm-hmm. to uh, an alarming degree. All my friends came to the <laughs> other sides of the world and I was okay with that for a while. Mm-hmm. I guess I thought that – being forced to interact with people again, much like we we did in school. You remember back in school, you made friends because you saw these people every day. You had oh, to interact yeah. with them, and that's how you formed your lasting friendships. I thought it, it would be similar to that, but it's it's really not because mm-hmm. you have more freedom now, and you have the freedom to sort of choose who you want to hang out with. You can uh, pick people based on what you want and not the circumstance that you're put in, and that. It seems to work for them, but it doesn't seem to work for me because a lot of the people I get along with best are people in the Intel community, mm. and I don't get to interact with them that much. They work on – I don't even know where they work. I'll be honest. Somewhere <laughs> on the other side of base in like an underground bunker, I yeah. assume, is where they work. Yeah. I, I only got lucky to meet a couple people out here through like – very strange and extenuating circumstances, but I can't rely on that to happen all the time to make all of my friends. No. So yeah. How, how am I going to get around the fact that the people I work with, I do not get along with <laughs> like on a personal level. Like sure. it's cordial. It's friendly. It's hi. How are you? How is your weekend? Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not like, you know, what's the relationship like with your father? Oh, right. Sure. <laughs> I no. can't get to the core of them. Right. I, I think most of them don't even know the core of them. They're not that deep. <laughs> well, I mean, look, you can relate. You were their age at one point or another. Like, did you think you were that deep back when you were their age? Uh, if I say yes, I'm going to sound uh, – No. So I'm just going to ignore this question. All right. Well, look, as a person who knew you more or less around that age, um, I mm-hmm. would say yes. Uh, you had always been one to 
to challenge the status quo when it came to to that. I mean, look, we we've had some pretty interesting conversations in the past. You know, we spent some time together in the past. Like, it's you know, you know, it's it wasn't typical. You weren't the typical person of what? How old were you when I knew you? Like in your early twenties? Yeah, twenty one. Like you weren't the typical 21 year old just looking to party all the time and you know to wear i don't know sundresses i don't know i'm making stuff up i have no idea what 21 year olds do but i mean like you know like, it wasn't your thing and i think that's okay to accept i think we really beat ourselves up over stuff that is totally who we are and kind of adds to our anxiety kind of adds our introversion because we haven't really quite accepted the fact that we are a certain way and so when we don't do that, I kind of feel like, oh, well, therefore I can't, you know, it makes us harder to do, to be relatable to other people, even though maybe we don't want to relate to them or anything, but like, it just, but I see, think that's part Do you ever wonder it. why we're like this? Uh, cause we're just so much smarter than everyone else. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> no, I mean, like no, throughout um, our lives, obviously we're, we're thrown into so many situations where we have to be extroverted and you would think that it would kind of cause us to be like, oh, this is normal. This is how I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And that's how we would turn out. But we don't. No, I, no. I have tried to be extroverted in the military. I've tried to be, you know, um, more friendly and more outgoing and better with small talk. <laughs> but it just doesn't work out. Like yeah. there's something in my soul that dies every time <laughs> I ask somebody how their weekend it was. Yeah. Well, it's because we want more, you know, we aren't satisfied with just surface level stuff. And I don't think that's something to be ashamed about or to like make fun of ourselves for. We don't want the surface level stuff. We need more than just, Oh uh, yeah. How was, you know, the beach or something. That was nice. Okay. Well, I mean like oh, it's, good. Good. Yeah. Glad to hear it. yeah, I mean it, you can't, you have you don't grow from that information you you don't you don't gain a new understanding from that information it's just there and something that you know that we want and maybe it's an introvert thing i don't know i mean i know a lot of introverts who say that small talk is so hard and so annoying that maybe this is an introvert trait in which we just want something more meaningful. We want something with substance. We want something we can bite our teeth into and know that there's something there. And it just can't be how are things, you know, it has to be more. And, and it's, it's just, it's just that I, I, it's just something that we have to accept about ourselves. And, you know, we, I was talking about kind of like your scenario and why I would encourage, I don't know, look, look I, I'm not trying to find a solution for you in the sense of like, Hey, this is the, the, the number one answer for you. But I mean, doing the online thing may sound weird, but it might be a good stopgap until you're in a place where you can make friends in person. I mean, people. I still- mean, here I am, right? <laughs> That's true. I mean, you are. I mean, you are talking to someone literally on there the other side of the world right now. So, I mean, like I guess- it's it's Sunday morning for me. <laughs> so it makes. So I mean, and like scenarios like this make sense. But I, I mean, but again, we have a history, like we've known each other already. So maybe that's kind of, maybe it's time to maybe find a forum or to find, I don't know, some place where you can find someone who you can really engage and really. Well, I'm pretty active on Reddit, but mostly you should just like get into fights with people. Well, Red, yeah, Reddit is a terrible, <laughs> it's, okay, Reddit is a terrible example. Oh, it's terrible. I love it. <laughs> because... All I do with my time is I sit there and I tell people that they're wrong. And there's a list of reasons why. <laughs> 
Oh, like, so that's, and I wonder why I don't have friends. Like, <laughs> okay, but okay, that's, Danny. I'm telling you, like you're gonna. But I think that's kind of that's a good step in the right direction. Maybe not necessarily uh, telling how people are wrong, <laughs> but finding. But I do that in person that, too. Yeah, <laughs> that's my yeah. problem. And, and people, people say nonsense, and I'm like, that's bullshit. Let's explain to you why. <laughs> Sit down. And I think that's okay. Look, I think it's perfectly all right. I mean, hell, I haven't run away, and I, you know, I'm <laughs> I'm the least I'm the least you know I'm the most pacifist type of person you can find. I don't pick fights, and I'm more than willing to just kind of go with the flow. And and it's I think. You can find like-minded people. I think you can find that somewhere online. I, because, in all honesty, you know, you you are right. You're in a situation that's so unique that maybe it is one of the only solutions that that you can do. I mean, have you other than Reddit? Have you tried anything else? Have you tried going anywhere else? No, not to kind not of really. share. But then, uh, how am I going to? You know, like we were talking about earlier. I, I want someone to go to museums with me. I want someone to hang out with at, at wine bars. I can't do that with my online friends. But you can't well and and maybe that's true. That's true. You 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 come to us for the the deep meaningful conversation, I guess or something. Right. But um, the people I meet here, they don't want to go to museums. They want to go and party. They want to go to bars. And honestly, every bar is just a bar. Well, here's a question. These museums, who uh-huh. frequents these museums more? Is it the people of Korea or are they usually tourists that visit these museums? A little bit of both. I want to say from what I've seen, I see mm-hmm. maybe 70-30 split towards tourists. Okay. So what would be the harm at least? Or maybe have you have you tried, you know, befriending the locals, so to speak? Have so you, there's this thing called a language barrier. Well, but I mean, there, is there – I would think because there is a base in the area that they would – that there would be a natural kind of transition to at least have a little bit of English as a, as a second language just so they could communicate with people who work True. on the base. On a, <clears throat> on a business level, mm. maybe. I can ask them how much things cost. Oh, no. <laughs> you know – Oh no! Yeah, okay. Or directions, sure. but that's uh, where's the bathroom? Make for a very meaningful trip to a museum <laughs> if all we're talking about is how much things cost. That's true. That's true. I yeah, like I said, it's a very it's it's well okay. So you were <clears throat> let's talk a little bit about the time when you were actually stationed in the United States. Mm-hmm. You were amongst uh, a bunch of English speakers. <sighs> How was your making of friends when you're a bunch around a bunch of people who spoke your language? <laughs> so when I was stationed in Minot, North Dakota. <laughs> Go ahead. You can say it. <laughs> uh, the butthole of the United States. There you go. There you go. <laughs> garbage, garbage state. Think about the sort of people who live and decide to stay in North Dakota. Now, all right, let's think about the geography of North Dakota for a second. Just just to give you some background, North sure. Dakota is part of the Great American Plains. Mm-hmm. There are very little hills or mountains. Mm-hmm. It's very, very flat. It's also very, very cold. Right. I think it's probably one of, if not the northernmost United States space. Sure. Uh, it can get to negative 60 Ugh. with the wind chill Ugh. up there. No, thank you. Uh, trees don't really grow that much. If you oh see trees God. in North Dakota, you will see them in sort of pockets, like uh. in a square situation, because they were planted by people because trees don't really grow when it's that cold. 
Yeah. So that said, uh, people are indoors a lot. Mm. Uh, winter lasts anywhere from like October to April. Oh my god. Okay. So for the better part of the year, um, if you're not into like say ice fishing and hunting, which is a very specific kind of demographic, uh-huh. <laughs> just not my demographic. I don't right. eat meat. Yeah. I'm a very left-leaning blue individual. Mm-hmm. I don't want to hunt. I don't want to kill animals for sport. I don't want to be outside in the cold trying to kill animals for sport. That is not my idea of a good time. Right. The people in North Dakota are the people who either ended up in North Dakota or couldn't get out of North Dakota. <sighs> yeah. It is a black hole. And the, those people, <laughs> you know, if they're not hunting and fishing... They're mudding in their trucks. Oh, sure. Mudding, yeah. Yeah. Which, why? Like, mudding is very expensive. Do you have any idea how expensive a new differential is for your truck because you fucking blasted it to bits mudding somewhere? Uh, it just doesn't seem worth it to me. Yeah, someone died mudding, so yeah, sure. <laughs> what a way to go. Yeah. Pointless way to die. But there's, there's Darwinism, I guess. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> And drinking, the drinking culture out there is insane because there's nothing else to do. Right. And it keeps you warm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Like any other kind of bullshit, boring area, there's a lot of, you know, alcoholics and druggies because what else are you going to do with your time? Right. So imagine me trying to make friends with these people. Right. There is one museum within like a 200 mile radius. Yeah. I would think so. Yeah. (laughs) And I've been to it like five times. So. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) The, the only money they've ever made was when you went to visit their right. museum. <laughs> so you're saying then it, it wasn't a successful uh, friend-making adventure out there. Well, uh, I did make a few friends. They were military. They were my, my vegan friends, I like to call them, um, right. that I met on the base just kind of luck. luckily. Mm-hmm. It was luck. And how can I put this? Uh, I only made friends with them because they thought I was pretty. Oh, oh, there you go. And now I'm married, so people don't talk to me. <laughs> now I have a ring on my hand, uh-huh. and, you know, people who think I'm pretty and want to talk to me no longer will approach me. Right. Now so that they don't have I a chance. can't make friends that way yeah. either. Yeah. Men are weird. Yeah. <laughs> Men are very strange. And I don't, you know, hate them for it, and I don't, like, think any less of them for it. Sure. I'm glad that they talk to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, I didn't, I didn't really date any of them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I made some pretty decent friends that way. Like, I, I made friends through those people as well. Right. So that kind of network opened up a lot of new friendships for me. And I'm really, really grateful for it. Mm-hmm. But after being married, <laughs> it's... Uh, the well is dried more up. Difficult. Yeah, the well is dried up. Sure. Yeah, it's... um. We, yeah, us men live in hope until until they're taken, and then say, "Yeah, well, you know, moving there's, on." There's a, another girl in my in my shop who is single, very very single, very young, very single, very pretty, mm. and she has plenty of plenty of friends. And, <laughs> sure, and kind of think like, well. Well, the, okay. And this is why I'm glad you're on because this is a this is a point of view you would not get from someone like me or some other dude who's in the military. Like you're not going to get this point of view where it you know it's weird how your relationship status affects your friends. Like I'm fr- you know weirdly enough I was I'm friends with a lot of married people, women you know, women who are taken. I'm perfectly fine being friends with them, but I think. For the most part, because they're young and they're, you know, horny. Yeah. <laughs> and right. They just, 
you know, they, they gravitate towards what's available. So I guess I can make, I, I completely get where they're coming from, but yeah. Um, it's tough. It's tough to, it's, it's funny because it's often said like married couples make friends with other married couples. That seems to be the, uh, the MO for married couples is that's because, because the married couples don't feel, um, you know, threatened or they don't feel like they have to do anything special. You know, they can just be friends with somebody without any type of strings attached. So maybe that's where you're kind of, maybe that's the path you have to go is find other married people to, to be friends with and find and other that, That's talk. funny though. The one person that I did feel like I could be really good friends with here who, who left very recently because mm-hmm. he'd been here for his full year. He was married to four kids. There you and there was never any question about like what is what is this because there isn't any this we yeah. just genuinely enjoyed each other's company and each other's conversation and like that was that and we were both very fulfilled i would hope i don't know he's probably not going to listen to this but <laughs> eric very much enjoyed your conversation and i miss you buddy <laughs> uh, i will cool forward dude. it to him tell your wife i said hi <laughs> i'll forward to him so he could play for his kids um yeah no but that's i think that's kind of the natural evolution so you have some factors going for you that might make it hard for you to make friends one of which is i don't know if you necessarily relate to women more than you relate to men i would say you are more of a person who relates to men more than you do women i will not put words in your mouth but you could tell Mm. me if i'm wrong oh i've met i mean i've definitely met women that i get along with really well but again uh I'm not going to say that I get along with married women better because that's not necessarily true. A lot of women, they they make their personality and their identity around being married. Right. Yeah. And I'm not about that. Right. And the single women kind of make their identity about finding a partner. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously not what I'm about either. Mm-hmm. So I can't, I get along with people. I get along <laughs> with people who are okay with being people and are okay with, just being who they are, where they are, and what circumstances they're in, and not necessarily trying to be like, God, I sure wish I had somebody, or God, I need to do this for my husband. Right. I mean, yeah, and it's, you know, relationships do often define us. It's it's a terrible thing. Like, I, I hell, I, I mentioned it earlier about being single. Right. Like, it defines me a little bit. In like, a way. I want to be friends with you. I don't want to be friends with your need to please your husband. Right. Yeah. I don't want to be friends with your desire to get laid tonight. Right. Exactly. And I think, I, I think, yeah, I think that's that you'll find more of that in, in that marriage situation. And so you have all of these different factors that seems to play into it. Aside from being just an introvert, like you actually have to be able to find people or in situations that are like, yeah, you know what? Um, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not burdened by the need to find someone or the need or, or having someone. And that's hard to do. Like, unless you're, again, it's, you know, it, you're stepping out of your comfort zone, even on a, on a base, I would say, even befriending higher ups. I don't know how, I don't know if that's frowned upon or not to make friends uh, with higher ups, but. I mean, the, the, the correct answer is yes, it's frowned upon. Okay. But People I mean, it. it depends on your job. Again, like there are some jobs where you absolutely do not talk to anyone of a higher rank. Mm -hmm. And that's true for the other branches of the military. The Air Force is notorious for being very lenient and very uh, laissez-faire in Mm. that sense. Uh, I know my my very good friend, Winston, who is a Marine, you if you are an E2, you do not talk to an E5 or above. You just simply don't. Wow. Okay. You will get your head ripped off. Whereas uh, I have told many E5s and E6 that they can go fuck themselves. 
well, has this, I laugh only because I can so, so see this. I can totally see this happening. It is a thing that I have told a master sergeant. I have asked him, sir, is that how you become a master sergeant? He goes, what do you mean? I go, you just get really good at lying to people to their face the way that you do. Wow. What did they, and Which, what did they say? He said, yes. He said, yes, that is how you become a master sergeant. Oh. <laughs> I have been asked by a master sergeant, hey, what is wrong with your vehicle? When is it getting out? And I just look at them and I say, oh, I don't really know. I was planning on just taking it out back and setting it on fire. <laughs> It, it, wow, um, you're not kidding about that, are you? <laughs> I am so, absolutely not. Wow, you I'm are. Absolutely not. That is, I, I would not imagine how that could be like anywhere else. So I'm glad that you have that kind of um, that that leeway. That's incredible. That's amazing. <laughs> I love I it. Did not fly if I was a marine, which is why I'm not a marine. Also, yeah. I can't do a single pull up. So, oh jeez. Is the uh, this okay? I'm sorry. This is going to be really off topic, but is like the uh-huh. physical requirements for Air Force just? Uh, I oh mean, God, we have so many fat people. Oh, really? So oh my many God. fat people in the <laughs> Air Force specifically. Like, are so many people on a profile because my foot hurt. Just, oh, Wait, what? I I thought you had to be physically fit to be in any you type would of think. You, you would think. Yeah, I mean, we do have a P test. If you score over a 90, you only test once a year. If you score less than a 90, you test every six months. Wow. Um, and in my shop, thankfully, uh. we have everyone is at satisfactory or above. Oh, good. Which you don't get a lot with personalists because they don't really do manual labor. Right. They just sort of sit at a desk and get fat and then say, oh I'm God. on a profile. Oh because my back hurts, blah blah blah. That is weird. That weirds it's me a, out. Yeah. Like I it's don't... it's a really big point of contention in the Air Force is that uh-huh. we have so many PT failures, so many people with like, how do you manage to have a waistline that big? Like, and, and there's that whole like body positivity thing uh, that people yeah. like to harp on. But sure. I'm like, you're also the face of the Air Force, yeah. and you are a fat sack of shit. How <laughs> how do you? like reconcile that you're in the armed forces there is a certain standard that we have to maintain because we are funded by the taxpayers and you can't even be fucked to like run every once in a while and eat healthy the amount of garbage food that these people eat and we get paid to eat decent food at the chow hall like they feed us pretty well we have a salad bar nice we have water, we have fruit, we have vegetables, and they still pay out of pocket to go to fucking Burger King. What, really? Because they have no self-fucking-discipline, and oh my god, I'm just, I'm so Oh, sorry, I didn't, just, I didn't. just talking about it, I'm I, so angry at these sorry. people, and they're all like <laughs> E5 and above, and I can't even, wow, oh, I, my blood boiling. I had no idea this was a sore subject. I was, it was, I just was surprised that you didn't, when you said you couldn't do a pull-up, I'm like, I thought there was at least a, a physical requirement meant to make it in but For apparently pull-ups? not no push-ups sit-ups running that's okay. our test that's crazy okay well i didn't mean to go there <laughs> Whew, all right that was that was interesting um yeah so because of okay just back on on top of here because it's a little more lenient over there mm-hmm. i mean i guess you know i guess it wouldn't hurt to try to to, to at least develop some type of acquaintance with with an officer of some report i mean i would think oh so. no no not officers no, no definitely not officers oh not officers okay not officers but higher ranking enlisted oh higher yes. ranking officers okay. that's a big big no no okay do okay. not hang out with officers do not unless you're you an officer be, yourself unless you're an officer you yeah. do not want to be seen with an officer Canoodling. especially in your chain of command 
well, what? Okay, let's. This is uh, an, a. Let's say you're in the Intel portion. Mm-hmm. Is that something that is that? Because that seems to be a little more, you know, a suit and tie type of front facing type of work. Ha, Would that be no. something? No. Okay. I don't know. No, they, okay. no, they sit, like I said, in a dark bunker enlisted. somewhere. Okay. In a secret place. God knows where. Uh, well, all right. Okay. Well, interesting stuff. So do you have any kind of action plan? Do you have any type of thing in mind that you feel like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to approach things. This is how I'm going to kind of change things for yourself or, or are you kind of at a point right now where you're just assessing everything and kind of still trying to figure stuff out? I don't know. I know I've found a few meetup groups. Uh, oh, that's the uh, yeah. a lot of foreigners out here, so okay. I'm thinking maybe of doing that at some point. Sure, <laughs> no, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so the meetup. I mean, uh, funny. It's funny that you, that's a thing because you know it's something we used to do. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah meetup would be. But uh, I, I was thinking of starting that out, but again, it's it's hard to yeah. get that courage in myself to go to these places. Like, not only do I have to like get on a a train mm-hmm. by myself like on a Friday night or a Saturday night mm-hmm. and go to like inside into Seoul, which can be like up to an hour or more. Oof, to get okay. There. Yeah. Yeah. Like the commute from where I am to where most people tend to meet up, like Hongdae is very long. Sure. And then walk in by myself to this meetup group. <laughs> it, it's nerve wracking. Oh, know? I know. Yeah. I'm with you. It's, it's scary to, to meet brand new people. Cause you're essentially, you're walking in and you're saying, hi, I'm very lonely. I have no friends. <laughs> and this is why I'm here. Well, look, I haven't done the meetup group since we did our, I mean, I only went because you were there. You, we were our kind of like our more, you know, each other's moral support. And that, that right. Original. So you, you can imagine how hard it would be to, to go Do by yourself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I've been – the funny thing was, you know, you mentioning meetup groups for for a long time now. I've been fighting with myself to go because there's uh, – obviously, I'm in a place where there's so many, right? I could go to any one and potentially meet new people You because know, the vast majority of people I know now live nowhere near me. You <laughs> know, all. if you go, I'll go. Are you How kidding? Really? Really? I'm, I'm not kidding. Like if you can find the strength in yourself to go to a meetup group because I know how Ooh. hard it, it would be for yeah. you as well yeah. to go to one in L.A. If you go to a meetup group in L.A., I will go to one in Seoul. Oh, my God. I love a good challenge too. Um <laughs> All right, you know it's what? called the it's called the let's make friends challenge. I, I like it. <laughs> I don't know. Think of something clever. Hashtag. Hashtag. Um, I don't know. <laughs> hashtag. <laughs> uh, hashtag out of your comfort zone. There you go. Yeah, we should do that. Okay, you know what? I will. I will look tonight, and I will try. <laughs> I don't have uh, anything planned for next weekend, so I fuck it. I might as well, you know. I yeah. I except yeah. I do have a curfew. I have to be back on base by one o'clock, or else I get an article fifteen. <laughs> oh, ooh, yeah, no, 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 um, no, of course. And um, okay, uh, I well, the thing is, I am planning to do something next Saturday. Uh, with or without a person that I was supposed to do this thing with. So we'll see what happens. <laughs> this will be right. interesting. But yeah, okay. Deal. Deal. All right. I like this. Oh, man. Challenging ourselves. Yes. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, um, okay. We, I, I feel like we've, we've covered a lot and I think we've, we've definitely said a lot. So let's, let's change gears as we often do in this show. We, uh, we like to at least talk about something that we enjoyed and did that's fun, pop culture even. Uh, that you experienced in last week to kind of, you know, share a bit of our lives. So did you do anything fun or anything entertaining the last week that you, you find, uh, you know, 
really maybe not enriched your life, but you had fun in it. <laughs> you had a good time. <laughs> I would, you know, the obvious answer would be I went to Seoul Comic Con yesterday, but that was actually a huge letdown. I was okay. very underwhelmed. Yeah, don't, by go, it. don't, don't so say that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna really yeah. talk about that. Although, so on Wednesday, mm-hmm. um, my my friend Eric, who I mentioned earlier, was having his going away thing, and he wanted to go to the O Lounge, which is a hookah lounge. Uh, just off of base mm. and they do comedy night on Wednesdays. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. Right. And I got to meet a couple more Intel people uh, who did the comedy and I found them hilarious. Nice. Uh, most of the audience did not. And that sort of ties into like what I was saying that the Intel community is very different from most of the people, most of the other kind of jobs mm-hmm. and the people in those jobs that you'll see, you'll like maintainers and services and cops, things like that. So they didn't find them as funny as I did. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a great time. Good. Uh, obviously, it was a Wednesday, so I didn't get you know, too crazy or anything. Not like I get too <laughs> crazy on weekends either, right? Yeah. But I, it was fun. And if I can maybe find some more people who would enjoy that sort of thing, I'll go out again on another Wednesday. I would like to very much. Mm-hmm. So I guess that was mine. Awesome. What, what was yours? Well, this one's old, but I'm going to mention it anyway because it's been a while since I've recorded. But I went to San Diego Comic-Con a few weeks back. So I, I do want to talk about that because unlike Soul's uh, Comic-Con, this one is big and actually had stuff to, that happened. <laughs> but um, Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. So this is my third year going. Uh, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, Jeff Burns of Super Geeked Up who uh, has all been so kind to allow myself and my other co-host Josh to to attend on his behalf and just have a good time, meet people. Um, I think the highlight was uh, there is another group of people that kind of work with this guy that we actually had a lunch with and spent hours just getting to know. It was a, a mother and son team, and we normally just say hi and kind of, you know, do a bunch of small talk, <laughs> case in point. But we actually, you know, got to really dig deep and and ask about our lives, and just it was it was a lot of it was a lot of fun and just really eye opening to get to know someone who was a self made success. Like this person, you know, has her own business, goes around speaking tours, talks about um, improving you know, like your brand and your business, and I had a lot of fun just talking about uh, talking with this person and her, and her son, and and it was just a lot of fun. So Maria and Justin, thank you so much for that. Um, I know you guys, I think to some degree, listen to this. Uh, uh, they're very supportive of like all these projects that myself and and uh, Jeff do. So it's really nice that uh, they're there. So I, uh, no nerd stuff I want to talk about from that because who cares about the nerd stuff? It's really about the connections you make, and I think that I built a good, a better connection with somebody there that I thought I wouldn't have otherwise. So. That was nice. And yes, yes, I know I say it's every time I tell stories of like, "Eh, I'm an introvert. And then I do something like that. But I knew them tangentially through someone else. I I don't think you have to defend yourself saying you're an introvert. I don't think that the defining characteristic of an introvert, like many people think, is to never go out and meet people. I think it's just that, you know, that old attache of we don't really um, we we spend our energy when we're around other people. And yeah. it's rewarding for mm-hmm. sure. That's why we're so desperate for, you know, human interaction because we're our very core we're pack animals. Yeah. But um, we spend our energy, but it's worth spending our energy to do it, I think. Totally. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I agree. I mean, it was a incredibly rewarding few hours just getting to know somebody that I don't think in any other scenario 
I would have had a chance to get to know. And so right. like you, you ever go to the beach and then, you know, you have a really, really great time. But then when you come back home, you're like absolutely exhausted. Like oh, you're yeah. dead because you're just sun tired. It oh, doesn't yeah. mean that you didn't have a good time because you're exhausted. You're just exhausted because it was exhausting. It is. That's yeah. Oh, no, 100 percent. And I agree. It's it's you know, it's. The hardest part is um, recovering from <laughs> social interaction. It's, it is the hardest part. I need like a day and a half of sleep to get over it sometimes. But there you go. Um, normally, we have a couple other sections here that we do on the show. But this is, again, uh, we'll be changing things up a bit as mm-hmm. we have new guests. And, of course, Daniel will be on again. Uh, with a, our, her own special guest <laughs> next next time. So we have a lot going on in the future. This, this show, I wanted to see it this continue on. So I, th- I want to thank everyone who continues to download, who continues to listen. Um, I'd love to hear from anyone who has any thoughts about what we talked about. So please go ahead, send us an email. It'd be greatly appreciated. I know the email's long, but you guys can do it. It's introverts guide to the, to the universe at gmail.com. Send it there. Um, and I don't, is there any social, you're not really on social medias, Danny, so no. I'm not going to pimp out, but I will pimp out mine real quick at eight, eight, at, at, I can speak English, sure. At AKA, <laughs> at AKA the other guy for everything. That's where I am on every social media platform. It is called branding, folks. Thank you so much, Danny. This was a lot of fun. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's nice to be back. Yeah, it's nice to have you behind a mic again. It's been too long, um, and I'm going to have to make it available. I have taken away just because of storage space, but I'm going to have to find a way to put up some of uh, the Geek Love Radio stuff because I do oh, have – Oh, God, please don't. Or at least the no. one of you where you do that one Nicki Minaj rap at the very beginning. I'd love that. Nobody <laughs> that. That can just be locked in a vault, <laughs> hidden from all ears and eyes forever. And oh man, like everyone will be better off for it. I think. Well, fact, let's just cut out that entire thing that you just said, so no one knows that it even exists. It doesn't. It doesn't. It actually doesn't exist online right now, so no one could find oh, it anyway. God. It's. I, I took them all down. I took all of Geek Love Radio down, so no one can find it, even if they wanted to. So no worries. I bring it up just. To, to have some fun here. But yeah, you, you can find it anyway, so good luck with that. But uh, anyway, um, there you go. Uh, we'll talk soon with some more people. But again, thank you all for listening to this episode, and we'll talk to you all next time. I have outro music, and I'll play it right now. Bye, everyone.